Welcome to the Island Podcast. This is Olivier Legris, your host from the island. Today we have a special episode where we have the privilege of hosting conceptual artist Stefan Bogman, represented by Hauser and With. Fresh off the opening of his highly anticipated solo show in Los Angeles, Stefan is the first artist commissioned by the island. The produced work consists of three series of 20 on-chain art pieces, extension of his renowned work, Headlines and Last Line in the Movies. Each piece is named after an iconic English-speaking movie, such as Casablanca, Batman, Gold with the Wind, and is originally blank, with a background, gold, grey or pink marble, and a quote from its movie. Every eight hours and three times a day, a series of buzzwords from a newspaper headlines appears on the piece with topic, ranging from politics, finance, tech, and international news. Joining us in this discussion is Marcin, co-founder of the island and a passionate art collector. Together, Stefan and Marcin embark on a deep exploration of the vital role that collectors play in the art world. They will examine the evolving landscape of digital art, discussing its emergence as a medium and the profound impact it has on the art industry as a whole. Starting is Marcin. A couple of things we want to talk about. I guess one is the journey, journey from you know earlier media into digital. Okay. And that journey we would like to explore from the perspective of the artist and from the perspective of a collector, what this really entails, what it adds, and uh, what are the interesting aspects of that. But perhaps before even we start that, maybe we talk about the collector himself and the person of a collector. We hear a lot in the media when collectors or art critics talk about artists and they work and discuss and what they like, what they don't like. I think it is very, very interesting to hear from the other perspective of the artist about the ideal collector. What's your relationship with your collectors and what do you think is an ideal collector, ideal collector from your perspective? I could divide in three categories the different uh, collectors, no? Uh, you have the co collector who's aspirational, who just wants to to have our art in in any shape or form, just to be part of social status. Then you have uh, the collector that's a speculator that is doing it as part of a business and trying to profit immediately or with it. And then you have the ones that are more interested, that are the activators, no? like collectors that become activists. They are part of the equation of the meaning of the artwork, no? that they're, they're, flu they're fueling the perspective of the artist and embracing it and being a catalyst. No? So that's the, the ideal collector because that collector is pushing the concept of the work and being part of it as you know having a foundation or being part actively in in making the work stronger and communicated to a, a broader it's not just something that is is meant to have a, an end in your home or just put it in in the storage and then resell it and make a profit no it's been part of culture no so obviously those are the ones who are more uh, challenging and in in our history those are are been the ones who have been able to help the journey of an artist to 
take it to another level. So in a way, the collector is part of the ecosystem, not rather than a consumer of art, he's really contributor to the process exactly. to get, yeah. He's part of active. And that's why most of the time, those collectors in terms of return are the ones who get the most because first of all, they have access to the best work. And then it's the work that is going to be more valued because they activated that work, that collection, that you know, so at the end of the day, they are doing the whole homework to put it in a border way. So how do you develop close personal relationships with collectors personally? Well, I, I think sometimes it's a, sometimes you don't even meet them. Sometimes you do. And obviously there's an interest and a mystery about the, the dialogue. And so it fits each, each other. It's a journey that you take off. And it's uh, been part of your life, no? And part of the tragedy or part of they're observing you, how you are developing and they're been fueling it. No? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, from my collecting perspective, that's obviously extremely rewarding and rewarding role to find yourself in where you even to hear from you that myself or others as collectors are really part of the artwork story okay? part mm -hmm. of building the story building what some people you know would call the the whole construct around it in terms of messaging meaning talking and uh, incorporating it into sort of cultural life on a daily basis and as i see it it's also a responsibility mm -hmm. from the collector because you're inhabiting you have ownership of a of a work that is a signifier of culture and that it needs to keep on being activated. No, it's like if you have a, a film that you never show no, or you never put it out there. No? So that's why sometimes there's this title of a collector. Sometimes it gets misused because you buy three works, you put it on your home, you're a collector. Yes, because as soon as you have more than one work, you, you are collecting. No. No? But that's that's the the real difference. Yeah, I, yeah. I think I think that's that's great. I, I very strongly agree. And and yes, a collector is a role. It's not mm -hmm. it's not a consumer. Okay, but it's yeah, a it's a, a role. It's a position. It's a, it's a, it's a, it becomes a profession. A profession. No, and and of course, different collections operate differently. And that's also very interesting of how the, each artist navigates into that, and how the collector navigates. Also, how museums are part of that mm -hmm. ecosystem. So I think that's what it's a, what really can provoke change. Mm. The other ones are just immediately taking advantage of the system or just being, you know, very passive. When, so when you look at the, let's call it collector's community, broadly speaking, from your experience and interactions, the three categories, yeah. that you defined how how big they are relative to each other which which type of collectors is um, um, pre presumably the aspirational engaged oh, collector is the is is the rare species is a really special one i mean I, I think the collector who's an activist is the rarest one well not rarest but it's the less uh, mm -hmm. common the aspirational is everywhere and the speculators also yeah. You know, I think, I, 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 I think they come and go, I guess, depending yeah. on they come in and out. And, and basically the speculator, for instance, is the one who is the laziest one mm. because he wants the best at the best time, 
but he doesn't do anything for for the work to become what he wants it to become. He wants everybody else do the job and then just show up. Yeah. No, so sometimes uh, in the uh, in the art market you're trying to avoid them. Sometimes they always come with different uh, masks, mm. you know, saying they're going to do this, they're going to do that, we're going to do this foundation. You know, like yeah. they're they're always there. And, and sometimes you you cannot you, you get tricked, mm-hmm. uh, not tricked, but it's part of the 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 system, no? Mm-hmm. And then you see works immediately sold, you know, like, and then the, instead of adding, uh, they become a problem. Yes. So shall we talk a little bit about digital medium? And throughout your career, you played with a lot of different things or different media, right? And, you know, that's why, you know, I, I really fell in love with your work because the various layers of cultural meaning on on cultural symbols and various media of interact with each other, text that becomes an object that's got an abstract sort of conceptual meaning but has a material materiality to it, it can peel off, it can erode, it becomes an object, visual object at the same time. And there are many, many fascinating interactions and you've played with a lot of things, uh, you know, in your career. So can you talk a little bit about your approach to different media, how you're thinking about them and, uh, you know, historically the various experimentations, how they really build or allow you to expand your practice? Yeah, for instance, I, I, I think from my point of view, or where I come from in, in, in terms of art, I always been uh, challenging the mediums, no? So obviously you start painting, then you discover that you can do installation, you can do sculpture, you can do video, you can do lots of different uh, things. And it's also, you work with what you have around you, no? So I remember... I, at one point in the mid nineties, I did things with fax machine. No, there was already this idea of art mail that sounded mm-hmm. like in the sixties, seventies, it had a great impact. And, and then the idea of, uh, you know, sending a fax, you know, it gives another immediacy to the work. Then I, I've then done pieces that are websites. No, so it's it's not just that you have a and you you're in front of a new medium and you use it just to touch it. No, but you're constantly it's like a it's like a palette of colors. You explore different technologies, different, and then maybe sometimes you come back and do a drawing on a piece of paper or do a painting on canvas, and then so I think it's uh, very important for me that it's not about the technology. It's what I am thinking, and if that serves my needs to express. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes you can bring me, I don't know, like an amazing video projector that can do something, whatever, but if I'm not, if, if my work, or what I'm trying to say, I don't need that tool, I will not use yeah. it. So in this case, it was uh, interesting to approach it in a in a different way, no? All that I have seen in the NFT world that it's the speculation aspect and that suddenly there was a market and everybody was 
yes, that opened the eyes of lots of people to look at, at that technology. But for me, it was more interesting, the idea of uh, the certificate, the, the, the blockchain uh, aspect of it, that you can have a, a digital record of digital archive file. So that was, that was a good start, mm -hmm. you know, because conceptual art is always about the certificate. No, the certificate mm -hmm. is what activates the, the work or gets, gets the, the validated by, you no? Know? So I thought, okay, this is another uh, way of, uh, dealing in a more contemporary mm -hmm. way mm -hmm. of having a, a certificate on paper. If you have it on, on a digital uh, format. And then obviously, uh, doing this piece with the, the, the activation of the headlines appear in every eight hours. So it has a, a time and algorithm and artificial intelligence that it was kind of interesting to explore that I cannot explore on when I do the, the headlines and last lines on a canvas or in a wall directly with my hands. So this was another way of extending that idea into a new platform. So it was not an opportunistic uh, venture, not like, okay, there's these new tools. Okay, let's go and play with them. No, it was like, I, I really took me some time to try and do something that it was important for me. And it was exciting for me that I couldn't do somewhere else because most of the things I, I was seeing is replicating what you can do on a canvas, but doing digital. So, That's you know, practical. it's like, okay, yes, okay, it looks a little bit different. You see it on the screen, you don't see it on a piece of paper, but it's the same logic. Yeah. So, yeah, and I think that's that's the value of the... Yeah. For me, that's the value of, of the work. Yeah, absolutely. I think the interaction with the world, right? Mm -hmm. The ability to pull in the outside content or outside world live into your piece, make the piece part of the, the moment in a way, react and reflect what's going on around us in a dynamic way. Mm -hmm. Okay, but at, at the same time, with your very with your own signature style of aesthetics, exactly. right? uh, which is which is quite remarkable. How do you feel? Obviously, exploring or engaging in it, the very important part of it is was sort of giving up control. Okay, part of control. You know, when you've when you've worked on your text pieces, you know, I imagine a process of selecting the right line. It's a very meticulous, well thought out process. Here, you fully delegated it to just a current event, media outlets, an AI engine who can rephrase it and choose it to phrase it in any particular way. And you're giving up control at the same time, putting your own kind of, you know, manual. Yeah, but, on. but for instance, here, here is a thing that is interesting. It's giving up control, giving the system of instructions. Mm -hmm. No. So, so I, I like to play with randomness, but with certain control, yeah. no, or the other way around, no, losing control with randomness. So it is very, it, it, that's very interesting because it's like when you think of ab abstract expression, it's mm -hmm. all about spontaneity mm -hmm. and it's, it's something that it's not so controlled, mm -hmm. not so expressive. And this has a little bit that, 
but made out with a machine, an artificial intelligence. But what the artificial intelligence doesn't know is the overlapping of those headlines will make another type of poetry. Mm -hmm. and, that, and that's randomness. That is something that, that the machine will not be able to guess. It's just going to be something that comes out when, mm -hmm. when you put one word of the headline with the other word and then suddenly mm -hmm. you can connect another line that it's, it's out of the control of the computer. Mm -hmm. So that's the other part that it's like tricking the artificial intelligence in itself. Mm -hmm. You know, you're going one step ahead. And controlled, controlled randomness, i.e. defining the boundaries of, of the system. Exactly. And then letting the system play itself out. In a way, then you're playing with the randomness becomes your, your playground in a way. Yeah. And, 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 and what is important is that the outcome is not really controlled by the artificial intelligence. No, it's, it's, it's the artist decision, uh, randomness of instructions. Yes, yes, the randomness and the, and the artist control over the system. Exactly. It, 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 so, it so, so, so I like that this tricking it, yes. you know, they think they're going to control you and you end up controlling the artificial intelligence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I think that's uh, that's super interesting. I mean, I can, you know, a few thoughts from my perspective, because, you know, for me, the journey from, you know, traditional works through to some, you know, beginning or dipping into developing an interest into sort of more, more, more modern media and digital works uh, these days, as a collector, you know, art is a way of, of your dialogue with reality, right? And we all want to have the fullest possible experience or most interesting experience of your dialogue with reality and then variety of media and approaches are almost necessary and that that's what that's what you that's what you want now i think the each sort of historical era probably has a certain dominant medium to it okay depending what how the sort of lifestyle evolves and how we tend to spend our time and and on what media and then certain media tend to dominate and obviously we happen to live in the middle of gigantic information revolution mm -hmm. overload of information images digital world that's penetrating into us on a daily basis and and it, it's it's fairly obvious that for art for collectors this is the part of our reality that needs exploration and because it's just not a sheer business or convenience it's really something that's shaping our cultural reality on a daily basis. And I think that's why, you know, extending beyond, you know, traditional paintings into in and exploring something more that is a little bit more in keeping with the modern era and electronic and information age is, is, is very is super interesting and very, very, very important. Broadly speaking, digital art and NFTs in particular as, a, as certificates, right? And obviously certificates have a well-established tradition and, and, and in, 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 uh, in art. But I think there's another layer that is very relevant to what you described as the sort of collectors that are creating content or they are active participants of in the life of work because it's not only about the medium that how we transform and own art but it's also the medium that will transform the ecosystem of art okay how art is displayed how art is transacted how it's sold how the artist and the artwork can much more easily penetrate 
globally because it's so easily electronically transmitted and the ownership of it is so easily electronically transmitted, it will probably create and open up entirely new collectors' communities, ways of interacting with art, integrations into other parts of digital life. Going For forward. instance, uh, what you're saying happened when uh, printing was embedded. Yes. No? And it didn't change art. It changed the meaning, the communication of art. Mm -hmm. But art, you, you, you didn't see, uh, it was easier to, to do one work and print 10,000 books or 10,000 posters. But those disappeared. I mean, the art went is a unique piece. Yes. I mean, there's great examples of, of artworks that have been done through a printing process, but doesn't mean because it's, uh, easy to to replicate or easy to transport is the future. Painting didn't disappear, mm -hmm. sculpture didn't disappear, and, and printed matter exists as a form of as another medium, but it's not the dominant. No, you know, like I, I don't think it's a. So I think that uh, coming to the idea of collections and, and mediums. I find it very boring when somebody says, I collect works on paper mm -hmm. or I collect sculptures. That doesn't mean anything. No? I mean, you, you, if you say I, I collect minimalism and that's in a shape of mm -hmm. a, a, a painting, a sculpture, an installation, an NFT, mm -hmm. a video, a photography, that's another yeah. whole, whole, that's another story because you're, you're not focused on the medium, but on the concept yes, or, sure. or the style or the, or, or, or the meaning. So in terms of a revolution, also, for instance, in, in the nineties, there was a strong moment where photography was dominating the market, mm -hmm. you know, and then it disappeared and painting still. Is. So mm -hmm. I think that art is not too linked to the mediums, but more to the, to whatever the, the, the narratives. I think it's, it has to deal. And, and of course, the market has always been a, a, an important uh, factor, but it's not just the only one. Absolutely. I, I think the conceptual content, it's a subject matter. Okay. And obviously it evolves with the times because other issues become more relevant for us than they were in the past. And that, can be expressed and will be expressed in multiple media. And I think that that's, that's exactly right. Like what we so just to finish my, my thing is the, the only medium uh, until now, even with the NFTs today in place mm -hmm. that has been able to have what you said of having an object that is easily transmittable, mm -hmm. easily ex ex mm -hmm. uh, exchange is painting. Yes. I mean, I'm not saying it's good or bad, but at the end of the day, in terms of that system, until now, there has not been other system that has been able to push it away and say, this is a more easy and, yes. uh, and validated way to say, you have an artwork, this is an original, it's yours, and then you transmit it. Even sculpture is more complicated because it's, you need space, video. Until now, for good or for bad, it has been that for that reason. Yes. No, I'm not saying that that's art. 
art has different shapes and forms. I think we're talking about sort of two parallel themes. Like we're talking about art itself through the con- conceptual content of art, and then the medium, what the medium means for the ownership, interaction with art, the, the ecosystem as a such, right? So uh, exactly. I was about to bring up the same example. When canvas was invented yeah. and painting no longer was a mural, okay, became a portable you know, yeah. piece on canvas, the art itself survived, and obviously it was paint, painting versus painting, but the way art evolved, where it reached, who who could own it, how you own it, how you interact with it, dramatically changed and brought in new audiences. And I think I think digital has a role to play there, probably. Okay, but it's not not that that that's why I'm saying I'm separating a little bit the ecosystem itself from like the mechanics of the of the of the system from the art itself con- yeah. consciously, right? And uh, I think the art itself, yes, the conceptual exploration of reality mm. and exploring uh, you know our relationship with digital, okay, or exploring our relationship with overload of information and content and images and uh, etc. In art is you know, it's a fascinating matter. And uh, and I think we will be spending a lot of time and this is something, you know, you've been playing a lot with. And I think that's why it's so, for you, the transition happens so naturally. And I think, and I think for, you know, also for me from collecting perspective, this transition is, you know, the, the continuity from your traditional practice into and exploring one more medium is something that really, that really adds and builds on work to create, you know, a fuller, interesting aspect or angle to something that had been subject of your research for some time. And I think that in a collection, that's what we try to do is, is, that's what I try to do is, is to research and explore reality and look at it. And therefore collections, good collections should be, should really use the entire wealth or the richness of what multimedia art world has to offer. Yeah. And for me, for instance, uh, 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 what is important is when I do an artwork, is part of my drama, no? When when this artwork goes to a collection, it becomes the drama of somebody else, <laughs> you know? It's like, and, and that is, is continuing, and it will go on and on and on, and some will have a, a, a better future than others or a different situation. So I think at the end of, of the day, a collection is the narrative of a person. Yes. Be, so you can see a lot. It's like I always, I always test that. No, like uh, sometimes when you see playlists of uh, people, mm-hmm. you understand who they are. Mm-hmm. No, a lot. Yes. Yeah. No, or what books they read or whatever. No, absolutely. I think, I think you know, for me personally, you know, collecting starts with with researching and reading right? and exploring and understanding. And only then, and collecting a piece, including it into your collection is, is sort of an invitation, a beginning of a, well, a continuation of a journey, but in a more intimate, personal manner, where you start, where the piece becomes part of your life. And because it started getting, giving you an angle on, on life that's, that's really interesting that you want to preserve, cultivate and explore further. And these things, you know, they become part of your life, right? And they are, the relationship is very intimate. I would, I not, hopefully not always a drama in a dramatic. Well, uh, drama is saying that it's uh, emotionally charged, not 
Drama is not is no is not a bad thing. Also, a great sunrise is a is a dramatic, you know, like yeah. So emotion, yeah, charged. Let's say intense, in you know, brings in kind of emotional intensity into in, into it, which is uh, yeah, and which is I think uh, different collections. You see different aspects of of uh, interest, mm -hmm. no? So it's it's important to have an interest. No, how you're saying that in your case is reality and how you connect to reality through the artworks. That's the most difficult part to have the interest because the other types of collectors we were speaking about, it's mm -hmm. almost uh, social status, just thinking of, um, of, uh, of another investment. No, but the, the great stories of our collecting are the other ones. And at the end, that are sort of the most profitable ones because actually they were not intended to be that. And also it's like, I always see it also like a garden, no? Mm -hmm. uh, the more you take care of your garden, the more it will flourish. The artwork, when you buy it, mm -hmm. is just the beginning of the life of the work. You know, it's, or even if you buy a Da Vinci, it has already a history that you have to continue that history, you know? So, Uh, I think it's it's a it's a responsibility. That's why the title is so sounds amazing. No, I'm a collector. No, you're a collector. You, it's like I'm a philanthropist. Okay, what are you doing to change things? It's it's a big responsibility that sometimes people take it too lightly. This is very personal. No, like uh, if I was a collector, I would like to know the artist. Absolutely. You know, yeah. some people prefer to collect names, and you know. But if if it's about your reality, your your context, and, and you're part of it, you know, it's like being the supporter for a campaign for a president. You know, you you are behind it because you believe in those ideals that will help everybody, or you are very distant and you're only playing in the in the stock market where you're putting money into things you don't. You don't know who are, I'm, I'm putting it yes, yeah. as an example of uh, something that you are detached personally or things that you become part of the equation. No, It's like if in philanthropy, you can give money to kids in Africa or you could give money to the community where you were born. No, it's two different. The two help because also it's, um, it depends I mean, some, sometimes a collection is not equal to amount in, in, in works or amount of money spent. It's the group you have. No? It's more interesting to have, I don't know, a, a period than having one work of each period. Not to put it uh, bro broadly, yes. no? Uh, you know, like if you focus, it, even if it's not, uh, maybe there's collectors that have maybe uh, 10 works that each work is 10 million and you add up and it's a hundred million. Yes. And there's okay. It's a good painting of Basquiat, a good painting of uh, El Greco, you know, like, and yes, they are good pieces, but together, You know, it's just trophies. So far, we're really, what, 
talking and exploring collecting and a collector in the context of a single artist, right? And and the role of a collector in continuing and expanding and building on the artwork's significance and meaning. I think collection itself is a curation process. Okay? Yes, and that's an creative act by itself. And I think that's, you know, that that's an entirely another additional dimension that's interesting, challenging, rewarding for a collector. It's part of their journey, how they build a collection that it act, actually, that the pieces interact and talk to each other, that they create certain coherent narrative or a story rather than just being a random collection of individual pieces. Right? You want a collection that collectively is worth more as a sum than the sum of these pieces individually. Or you, 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 you build provenance. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, uh, yes. That's, that's also very that's important. A, that's, a, that's a super important. Because yeah. it could be the same, the same artist, you know, it's not the same, yeah. uh, the collection of I don't know what, yeah. uh, selling a work, than a, that a random guy that found a, a work in, in their in, in their storage and mm-hmm. suddenly, it's, yes, he's a good artist and whatever, but, you know, but, it's, it's but the you, provenance that you build up. Or, but the provenance is based or derived also from the quality of collection where the piece belongs, right? And that, that's, how it, that's how it acquires value. And I think in this aspect, you know, when we build a collection and we think about it and you think of sort of coherent theme or how pieces interact with each other, you, you need to think of a, you know, the, some pillar pieces that become almost references to the anchor of your collection, yeah. what the collection is about as a beginning of exploration of reality, as we called before. And for instance, uh, in this, uh, what we are confronted, not like, okay, you're a collector of NFTs, no? Let's say that this is a new world. Mm-hmm. And when they say, I'm a collector of NFTs, doesn't mean anything doesn't mean to me. Anything. It's like if I'm telling you I'm collector of works on paper. I mean, what works on paper? Huh? Uh, okay. I'm an NFT collector of X, Y, and Z, or, you know, like yeah. you have to build up. It's, 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 it's like, it's like everything. It's, it's building a narrative and it's building a content and a thing that, okay, makes it interesting. I mean, obviously you, you, I think with NFTs, you know, because, because this whole medium is, it's so early, and I think a term NFT collector has certain meaning in itself because there's, there's certain you know, there's certain aspect. You know what I think is a mistake of the NFTs is that they say it's an, an art form made by people who don't make art. Yeah. So then it's then it's then it's a total yeah. mistake. But what I'm saying is like NFT like because crypto has this certain. Social dimension, meaning this sort of anarchic culture, anti-establishment, rebellion. So, so a little bit like when somebody n- names themselves NFT collector, I think they really mean they belong to certain social group with those values. I think, well, and, I think it's not the art specific. Yeah. I like, I like that link, yeah. for instance, to my work. Mm-hmm. I like it. No? Yeah. I like to disrupt, to, to, to take different channels, yes. to, to be, Tricking, not challenging the system and finding your own vocabulary. No, that, and, 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 and I connect to that a lot. Yeah. No? yeah. Exactly. Not yeah, like, exactly. I, I don't believe I'm an artist of an academy that I want to stick to rules that 
have been implanted mm -hmm. by other artists and just be a mannerism of, no, you're trying to break free and, and challenge other systems and challenge yeah. the way you do the art. And, you know, like it, exactly. a, yeah. it has a lot of connection yeah, exactly. to that. Exactly. It's fact that I'm more fascinated by that yeah, part yes. yeah. than the just technological. Uh, Absolutely. You know? And I think now that the space is maturing and, you know, the harsh reality of the market is sort of filtering you know, what may have some potential value going forward and what doesn't. And it would be becoming a lot more, I think the term is used less and is becoming, is evolving into, to fit more into, into sort of traditional frames, right? It's a medium, but when we're talking about art, we talk about art, what type of art rather than the medium it's carried on. That, that is part of a description, but that's really, that, that does not define the essence yeah, of it. I, I think sometimes, uh, museums have, uh, categorized by mediums, not like, uh, sculpture, battle, mm -hmm. but yeah, there will be an NFT. And then there will be another, if there's another way mm -hmm. of producing an artwork, yeah, exactly. 3D sculpture, you know, like virtual sculpture. I don't know. Like they, they will always uh, be a, 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 diff, a format, no? Mm -hmm. That's okay. No, but it's not as time. It's because when poetry is not physical. No? So at the end of the day, it's, even if it's a canvas, it's poetry, no? If it's an NFT, it's poetry. Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, but obviously being more uh, dogmatic and scientific, yes, one one lives in, in a digital file. The, 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 the headlines and last lines, when I apply it on the wall directly, it, it lives in a certificate where I set a, a set of instructions that are the same ones that I'm doing for the NFT. And yes, there are one is, it can be redone as many times you want. Well, the, the version we're working on now has a span of one year, then it goes, gets freezed and you have an image of that one moment. Yeah. So yes, it's, it's different rules, different results. But at the same time, they're part of the same constellation. And I think playing with physicality is, is, is a really interesting part of some works in any case, right? But it's because I don't know, like, for instance, I, I'm trying to think, no, like, I have that NFT. It, you can print it and frame it. Absolutely. Yes. And many people do. Or you can, and a lot of artists would sign them. Uh, well, and will we'll or or if you're a more radical NFT guy, you will just keep it in your phone because that's the, that's like the real, that's the the the, 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 the that's the that's the joy of it. Or it was the experience of having it dynamic one year, and it's a piece that it's ephemeral. It's like going to a movie that you went. You saw it, it's finished. Bye. No? Or a music concert, it's a performance. So I see it more performatic at the end. I think in, in, in the, the NFTs we're doing, really, the work is you're buying one year. You're not buying a permanent work. And then you, the, the, what you have is just like a, an extension of, 
a testimony of that year. Oh, I, I mean, it would be great that at one moment we can do the, the NFT that's ongoing. Yeah, like at least you know it's going to be a thousand. Imagine, no, you're buying the future. No, that that's what everybody wants. No, right. to buy the future. No, so so that could be well, maybe in the near future it's easier to do. That's on a permanent, only on permanent blockchain. On yeah, exactly. Until the yes. system yeah. bro breaks. Absolutely. And that we, we consider that it's going to be at least two or three generations of, yeah. you know, like, but that, that, that could be another, that's what painting does. Mm. No, it's very permanent or sculpture, mm. not to, to disappear. Like if you have, I don't know, a Richard Serra, not even a tsunami, no? <laughs> you know, like, or it would survive a lot, no? Or a Henry Moore, no? Not even to melt it, it will be easy. But, yeah, but I, I also think that conceptual art is also very permanent because you're dealing with an idea. So even if the NFT lasted one year, you have the certificate of that. Yeah. That's, and that's it. No, that's that's the work, the idea. The idea, the idea it lasts. But yeah, let's see how. Uh, I hope we can do the the, the more. Um, yes, for me that uh, like talking about this. I I really like the the first condition we have that the participate uh, situation where you have a moment in one year to freeze it, and it's always that speculative moment of when is the right moment to to get out no that that's basically how the market works no how to get in and how to get out no? okay. at the right time no? so i think that's that it's a it's, it's, i like it no i think it's very powerful but opposite to that is the eternal no that you know it's always feeding 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 you know until the, yeah. the human relationship again with eternity and time is is one of our yeah. you know, biggest, deepest existential pains that we struggle with all the time. And and I don't believe that. I mean, I, I'm not into technology, or I'm not mm -hmm. in, connected to people inside. But I don't think maybe soon it will happen no? that we can do the NFT dynamic for. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like having a watch, no? By unless it has batteries, and 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 the and the algorithm is. I mean, I don't know. I don't think it's such a complex. Uh, I, yeah, I think I think on technological level, the the only issue would be in progress, right? Like people will invent new iterations, new things, and this model gets outdated and a new one gets replaced. And that's, so, yeah, it will have a, a maintenance uh, aspect. Yeah, that's, that's what technology yeah. solves. That's, that's really because technology, the, the progress and constant change is almost sort of integral part of it, right? Yeah, exactly. It's the name of it. Technology always is, is cutting edge and changing and improving and evolving, et cetera. So, so. So this is this is the aspect. Yeah, you be, yeah that, that, that's is very true. And having said that, you know, if you look at the crypto space, like you know, there's one blockchain that is, by those measures, Bitcoin is eternal so far by those categories. Right? It it was the first one, 
it has not changed. Technologically, it's it's the same, roughly the same. Technologically, has not really progressed, but it continues to be the biggest and dominant ones. And actually, the novelty ones, the the new ones that keep improving, iterating, try to appease the kind of the more nuanced modern needs, they shelf life ends up being very short. But they somehow by technological standards of modern era, they achieved something that, you know, you'd consider permanence because it's been around since when 2008, 2007, eight. Yes. But so, yeah, we'll see. But that, that's, yeah, that, that would be the best bet of what will be permanent. But for, for instance, I think if, even if, 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 if that piece is using one technology, and then after there's another one, it could be maintained. It's like it's like it's like having a video projector today, and maybe in you know there's a smaller one, and a, you know like you just change, you you just change it, and and what you sell is the uh, the instruction, the in a digital format, if you want, or or even in a certificate. Thank you very much for listening until the end of this Island Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, theisland underscore IO, and on our website, theisland.io. See you next time.